Hello and welcome to How Do You Like Me Now, the podcast where we go back and relive the golden years of kids' TV. I'm Will, with me as always is Liz. Hello, Liz. What is up, my friend? What is up indeed? What's up? What is up with you? Not a lot. No, not, nothing's been happening. Uh, I have zero to report. I wish you wouldn't ask, you know, in a way. Sorry. Yeah. I asked you. You should answer okay. first. Well, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a, a standard standard week. I've been at work and then I've not been at work. And I'm so glad we had this talk. Yes. <laughs> I have, though, I have considered off, off the back of last week's episode, uh, shaving and going back to the mutton stash. Oh, uh, Biker Grove we did. Yeah, well, I put up a photo of me and Jeff side by side. Yes. When I had my mutton stash briefly and I got to say there was some there was some strong reaction. Yeah, I I'm, I'm sure there was. Well, do you think that's because people think you actually look good or they just think it's hilarious? I, people using words like magnificent. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. That's the way to get you to do something though, is it to flatter your ego. Oh yeah, abs- I am a sucker for flattery. <laughs> So is that is that going to be happening? I mean, I'm really tempted. I am actually. I mean, I do need to shave because this is getting a bit long. Right. But it's a case of do I now just trim this down to an acceptable length where I don't look like a hobo, or do I go like trim it and mutton stash it? Um, I mean, as always, my opinion is your face, your call. Yeah. Well, you say that, but you've got to look at it all day. (laughs) I have, but also as long as you don't go zero beard. Because you know I can't handle that. No. I don't recognise you if you do that. It's like a different person. <laughs> I don't recognise myself. It, it, is, it is weird. Because when when I did it last year, shaved for November, and yeah, I realised, I think it's the first time I've been clean shaven in probably six, seven years. Yeah. And, you know, at that point, we were like well into lockdown, you know. It had not been kind, mm. uh, body-wise. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I yeah, I really it's don't. Totally reckon. the wrong time. Well, yeah, it was, and I've aged. I, I don't. <laughs> oh no, yeah, that's that's always a shock. Well, do keep us updated on whether the listeners uh, flatter you into making a terrible, irreversible decision. <laughs> For a side by side poll, should I bring back the mutton stash, mm-hmm. and which show are people going to want to pick this week? Yes, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, we before we get into that, though, we did have obviously the other thing last pitch episode we did where. Uh, Biker Grove went up against Grange Hill and Biker Grove won. And frankly, it was incredible. I yeah, mean, we enjoyed it, didn't amazing we? Amazing show, amazing show. A lot to talk about. Yeah, a lot yeah. to talk about. But I think as well, we did ask people for job suggestions for you. Yes, speaking of terrible, irreversible decisions that we put in the listeners' hands, <laughs> we let we let them have a say in what in what jobs I might try and pursue. Yeah, and I've been sent some suggestions. I've have been you? sent some suggestions, yeah. Because the best we'd come up with, I think, between us was um, comedy sex call centre operator. <laughs> yes. Comedy sex phone line. Comedy sex phone line, which really isn't a business. No, it's not. I, I, it's and, not. as evidenced, I wasn't that good at it. <laughs> Well, you know, but maybe maybe in here there's some other things maybe you could consider. I'm sure there's something better. Okay, so um, personal trainer. Okay, who's taking the piss out of me? Because <laughs> what am I going to train somebody in? Uh, comedy sex phone work. <laughs> I could be a comedy personal trainer. Yeah. yeah. Should I do some more sit-ups? No, nah, have a pie. <laughs> I think I could definitely do that. Uh, bin man. Bin man. Yes. Okay, two problems I, with I that. I don't know whether that's like a suggestion of, of like someone who collects rubbish or a superhero. I, well, one, I'm not a man and yep. I'm not prepared to be one. And two, I don't like the bin. I'm scared of the bin. 
It's scared of the bin. I have a very sensitive sense of smell. You do, actually. I yes. know when you've opened the bin from two floors up. Yeah. If so I... <laughs> I, I cannot be a bin man. <laughs> You do, you, this is the thing that you do have a very sensitive sense of smell. Oh yeah, like, like a bloodhound. <laughs> the other day, you tried to sneak a bit of chocolate orange, walked into the room. Minutes after having it, I still knew. Yeah. No, you didn't come in and kiss me. You didn't get, get that near. No, I, I, I knew I was, from a distance. I was still at least six feet away from you. <laughs> having eaten a bit of chocolate orange, like one segment of chocolate orange, like ten minutes earlier. I know chocolate orange, all right? <laughs> so now I can't be a bin man. Uh, a tourist advisor for Kent. Oh, right. Yeah, come to Kent. It's shit here. Um, <laughs> but, but you won't want to leave. There's a trolley over there in the, the canal. Does that impress you? Oh, God. I was up at work the other day. I was um, parked up by one of the libraries, and there's like a walk. I need to go and get a drink, so I had to walk over to the supermarket, and there's a little wooden like boardwalk thing they've put over one of the you know, tributaries running into the Medway, Yeah. and the tide was low, and my God. Just the horrors, mm. the horrors of the waters having receded. 18 trolleys, three <laughs> baskets, all of them just caked in that thick, like just uh, filth. Pure, pure filth. That's That would be my review of Kent. Pure <laughs> filth. Uh, I'm not sure, I, yeah, I'm not sure I got the right vibe for that. If there's somebody who does a job of advising people not to come to Kent, I think I could do that. <laughs> Um, anti-tourism anti-tourism <laughs> operative <laughs> well um i mean i've got a couple of others so um professional mourner <laughs> is that where you get hired and you go to funerals and you just sob and yeah yeah genuinely i could do that because i can cry at the drop of a hat can't yeah. i yeah i could i could do that yeah definitely i look good in black <laughs> you do it's all working out <laughs> oh, okay that's that's my top one so far okay, that's all one uh a phone psychic <laughs> okay Hundred percent, I could do that. Hundred <laughs> I mean, percent. It does say, you know, that um, there's no formal education required, but you do need to have psychic abilities in order to do this. Well, okay, I've gone. Okay, disprove it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, no, I can't. I, th- I think my problem with that one is I am I, I am a very sceptical. Okay, so I would say to somebody, "Oh, I think you're going to come into a lot of money, or not." I don't really know. I- <laughs> I just, I confess. I am a confessor. You could be an ambivalent phone psychic. <laughs> ambivalent phone psychic. Will I meet my true love? Yeah, definitely. Well, probably. I mean, there's always a chance, isn't there? In a bar or a restaurant or on a bus. Somewhere. Where do you, where do you like to go? <laughs> tell me the, Tell me where you go the most. Oh, that's the odds on, isn't it? <laughs> Dog groomer. Dog groomer. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I like cutting hair. I cut your hair. You do. I'm not and, prepared and to shave own. in the mutton stash, no. but I cut your hair. I cut my own. Mm-hmm. I don't do the dog, though, strangely enough. No, you, you, yeah, we've done the dog together, though. I, f- I find dogs are a bit wrigglier than humans. It's a lot of effort. <laughs> All right, a lot wrigglier. What are you laughing about? Sorry. I don't know. Just that, that That's a great distinction. Dogs are a bit wrigglier. <laughs> yes. Let's see what else we've got in here. Bounty hunter. Okay, is that a real job? So, yeah, you can be a bounty hunter. Is real, like not not in this country, I don't think, but in the states, yeah, there's bounty hunting. Okay, is so a real I have profession. to move to America, but I could be a bounty hunter. Yeah, you could be a bounty hunter. Do you know? I think I could. I think I'd be good at that. Yeah, I've got I've got investigative skills. Mm-hmm. All right, if you, I can I can track somebody down. Okay, I'm not sure I can be bothered to go after them. 
Is it, am I going to have to fight them? Well, Do you I get might a gun or a weapon? Well, yeah, you, you can have weaponry, I think. You just can't use, like, deadly force. Like, have you ever seen Dog the Bounty Hunter? I've seen the man, not the show. Right, okay. I know I'm not, I'm not prepared to adopt that look. No, 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 no. It's okay. Fine. But no, I, on that show, I mean, obviously, the whole thing's very, very scripted, as, like, you know, porn stars and all those other ones are, but... Sorry, what have you been watching? Porn. P-A-W-N. Okay, right, okay. The irony of me accusing you there is that I watched a show about P-O-R-N porn stars this week. Right. But it it wasn't sexual. It was a documentary. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> a sexy documentary. No, it wasn't sexy. Okay. A couple of others. A YouTube influencer. Okay, again, what do I influence people in? Well, I mean, they suggest everyone's doing it. You can work your own hours and you can block comments from people you don't agree with. Well, I do like that. I, li- I like the suggestion that I would abuse my power. <laughs> that we- person's really got the handle on me. <laughs> oh, no, you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I do like that suggestion. I think-, I think the problem with that is the idea that anyone would want to look at my face for a protracted amount of time. There's a reason we do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I guess I, I guess what I need is um, an idea of how I'm influencing people be- because obviously my first my first instinct is to use my powers for evil. <laughs> yes, as, as it always is. But in truth, I'm ambivalent on most things. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, there's one other one that's been um, suggested that's that's jumping at me here, and this is actually one we did a bit of investigation on. Uh, this and I hadn't heard of this. A super recognizer. This got suggested earlier in the week, and we looked at super recognizers. Because, yeah, I had heard of it because I did somewhat suspect that I was a super recognizer, or at least better than you. Yeah. Because I do have a habit of saying, oh, that's that actor from such and such, and so do you, but yours is always wrong. <laughs> And mine is always right. Yeah, and you, I, I've recognised people from like 30 years later. Yeah, you know? that's true. And you, for about three months, told me everybody was that actor from the dirt. And you weren't right a single time. <laughs> I'm fairly sure I was right at least once. You weren't. Genuinely, what? you weren't right once. And when he was in something, the guy from the dirt, you didn't recognise him. <laughs> I am outraged. This is <laughs> these accusations you're throwing at me. But anyway, no, you have got a better eye for faces than I do. Yes. Um, but looking, we wanted to, to check this, so we did the super recognizer tests. Mm. Yeah, it's shown six faces, mm. and you pick them out of various lineups. First, they're you know just similar shots but different angles, but then they get you know blurry and pixelated and you know it goes on and gets harder yeah so i i did it and all of mine I, the initial test which is out of 14 and think if you get above 10 it says you may be a super recognizer i got nine so i thought okay i'll give i'll give it a go on the other tests as well on those every single one of my results came you're in the top 50 percent of the population yeah which is the bottom marking they have on it yeah. So I'm fairly sure I'm not a super recognizer. I was top five percent. Yeah. For two of them, and on the third, I think I was slightly worse than that. But I was furious about it and immediately wanted to retake it. But yeah, I did. I did do quite well. 
But what what use is my super recognition skill? Well, the police would uh, be quite interested in talking to you. Um, well, not not in that way. <laughs> I'm sure they would. <laughs> no, but you can use it like you can help because you know to they... be a professional narc. Is yeah, that... yeah, basically yeah, right, be a okay. professional narc. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you you know you check you get given like a mugshot of someone, and then you have to watch through CCTV and stills of things taken to see if you can spot them. It's a case of okay because you know they get like if you're looking for someone who's committed a crime, you want to prove they're there. You've got to look through thousands of hours of TV of CCTV, but you've got to spot them based on like maybe a mugshot or like a photo from Facebook or something. Um, yeah, that's right. They use Facebook um, to and then to try and match them there. So if you're a super recognizer, you can do it and say, yeah, that's that guy. Oh, when you say Facebook, I definitely could do that. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Oh, look who's hanging out in the back of that shot. I always spot them. I always spot them. Yeah. But here's the question, though, for you, Liz. Would you use your powers of super recognition for good or for evil? Well, tell me how I can use it for evil, and I'll see if I'm interested. Well, incorrect narking. You can, you know, if you can recognise, if you know one person... Well, I'll be a professional false accuser. Yeah. <laughs> but with, with, the, with the credentials... Who's paying me for this? <laughs> I mean, I'm saying you might be being paid to be a professional narc... But then actually you're thinking, well, so-and-so has screwed me over in the past. That person kind of looks like so-and-so. Yeah, it's so-and-so. 100% if I got the chance. <laughs> there are a bunch of people I've got grudges with that I would take down. Yeah. I, mean, I, never, I never really thought in looking for a job whether I would use my powers for good or for evil <laughs> would be the most important thing. I mean, I'd never considered this before. I mean, the, When you do like your UCAST and like those careers things at school, there's never a question, is there? Do you want to use your powers for good or for evil? It should be. Definitely. Definitely, well, definitely should be. Now I think about it. You know all those urban legends about like the Oxford entrance exams where it's like, oh, a guy goes in and there's a lecturer reading a newspaper and he says, get my attention, and the guy sets the newspaper on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all those kind of ones. I really think there should just be an entrance exam for something that, ju- that one question, will you use your powers for good or for evil? That's the only question. No other context. And then yeah. see what they say on that. Just that at the top of a blank sheet of paper. Is that how you're going to do your um, recruitment from yeah, now on? Yeah, that's it. That's that's going to be now. Next time I interview people, that's going to be one question for minor library roles. Um, but see, the thing is, right? You know, I know for a fact. Also, we've just come to record this after you've been looking daggers at one of the next door neighbours that you've never met. Yeah, you started a feud with this person. You've never met them at all. Yeah, they don't know there's a feud ongoing. But I know you throw them. Like, you'd knock on them in a second, falsely. No, I wouldn't really. No? No, 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 no. Because I, then she wouldn't know where it'd come from, would she? Oh, okay. I want, if I get one over on her, I want to look at her in the eye and her know it was me. <laughs> would you be satisfied with, like, a note being delivered to her as it's happening, going, that'll learn you? Like, yeah. she opens it up and goes, yeah. What she's done, she's never even noticed me. Yeah. That's my That's my key skill, is not being noticed. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think honestly, although I I I like the super recognizer ability, hmm. I much prefer using it to tell you that actors aren't who you think they are. Okay, um, <laughs> it's a more of a hobby than a than a profession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to monetize it. Yeah, okay. I think my my favourites out of that are um, YouTube influencer mm-hmm. uh, and professional mourner. Okay, what well, would you like to learn a bit more about professional mourners? Sure. Okay. Because my instinct is that there's not that much to learn and that, you know, I will throw myself into a grave if the price is right. <laughs> if the price is right. 
<laughs> I mean, that would have been an amazing round on prices, right? <laughs> Throw yourself the grave hurling. Yeah, yeah, yeah grave yeah, hurling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 After that bit where they have to like yeah, the alpine walker climb the mountain without falling off the edge. Oh, it's the best round. Yeah, Everyone it loves is. It. it is. That's the best <laughs> round. Oh, to get closer. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is uh, from jobmonkey.com about professional mourners. Uh, when someone passes on, it's important to grieve and show your support for friends and family. Attending the funeral wake can be emotionally challenging. Professional mourners, also called moirologists... Oh, I like that it's got an ology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are actors hired by family members to grieve at funerals and wakes. The intention is to increase the number of funeral participants, provide new faces, show support for the deceased, and help people deal with the tragedy through other people's expressions of grief. Now, I, I've been to a fair few funerals in my time, I know you have as well. Showing support for the deceased is a phrase that I've never considered in attending a funeral. You haven't? No, not like support, like, you know, going along because you care about them. It's just that that particular turn of phrase, showing support for the deceased, like, come on, lads, he's had a good try. Let's see how we go. What What did you think you were there for? Well, no, yeah, to, no, to, to, you know, to mourn, <laughs> to mourn, to commemorate this person's passing. But showing support for the deceased is like when you clap someone off the pitch when you know, they've broken them and they've injured themselves at a football game. Well, it is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, well... If somebody died and there was no one there, it'd be pretty sad, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. You'd, you'd want somebody to show up to show support for the deceased, okay. to clap him off the pitch. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, yeah. yeah. I Honestly, it. not sure what you thought you were doing at funerals. <laughs> well, <laughs> essentially, professional mourners are grief-stricken actors who work in a very specific niche. It is a niche, yeah, morning, very specific. Morning at funerals. When a mourner is hired, they meet with the family to discuss the situation. It's important to learn the details of the deceased, discover background information, and hear their story. Now, you've got a very good memory for facts. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So, you know, I think that... I could that, easily do that part. Yeah. Committing this information to memory, the, mor- the mourner creates their grieving character. Oh. Now, I think that's quite an attractive thing to do. Do you? I was going to say, it's getting a bit dark for me now. Like, I feel like I'm way too far in. Honestly, I was just going to turn up, sob a bit and go, oh, yeah, I met him, you know, a few years back, and then go again. I imagine that's what most families want, but I like the idea of someone coming and going, no, I'm his jilted ex-lover. I'm sure people want that. There was a thing I saw on um, on Twitter ages ago. I think when her dad passed away, yeah, they he had, like, a very specific request. So they hired actors to basically wear black suits and SUVs and stand at a distance, like observing the funeral, you know, like like he was a mob boss being mm. interred yeah. and just didn't tell anyone about it. And they never came close enough to the it. So it's just a little bit of mystery onto their dad's otherwise quite pedestrian life. I think I did see that. I'd also love if there was somebody who was alive who wanted me to wait until they died and then deliver a bombshell. <laughs> Go up and tell somebody a terrible secret that they never told them when they're alive. I think that would be the greatest job in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. That is amazing. <laughs> Looking at that, though, basically that's from a list of unique jobs. Mm. And in close proximity to professional mourner, I also noticed professional cuddler. Definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not. Right. Are you mad? <laughs> Who in the world wants me to cuddle them? <laughs> I don't even really like hugging my friends. <laughs> What makes you think I'd be attracted to that? That sounds like that sounds like sex work to me, Will. And I've told you many times <laughs> I'm not into it. 
Well, it says here, when you tell people you're a professional cuddler, many people get the wrong impression. Okay, all right, fair <laughs> enough. Go on then, correct me. It's important to note that professional cuddlers do not, capital letters, engage in sexual activity. The job is completely platonic. But who hires you? <laughs> well, the customer base tends to be men aged 20 to 75. Oh, all, all adult men hire people to cuddle them. Right? I'm sorry, Will. I'm sorry, but this is definitely not legit. <laughs> it's, I mean, there's an app for it. Oh, well. Cuddler. Cuddler. Like, like Grinder. Like Grinder. Like spelled in the same way as Grinder and Tinder, yeah. Uh, but, it, but it's not sex work. No. Play, they claim they have 10,000 hits a day. Do they? Yep. From people looking for cuddles, not from people looking to cuddle. Well, it says that's a large demand for professional cuddlers. <laughs> oh, Will! Can you not see the alarm bells? They're all around. <laughs> a successful professional cuddler will grow her clientele and develop repeat business. So it's always a woman. Cuddlers can do multiple cuddling sessions per day. Oh, I bet they can! They typically make 40 to $80 per hour, plus tips. Hold on. <laughs> The hours are flexible and expenses are generally covered. Oh. Like, I like the idea. It's like, yeah, can I have a hug? Yeah, it'd be 20 quid plus, plus my taxi. Um, oh, Will! <laughs> come on, man! This is not... Okay, so not a professional cuddler. Maybe a professional mourner. Maybe, yeah. I, I tell you what, I've actually, I've always been, always wanted to do, yeah. is to be the celebrant. So oh, right. to actually do funerals and weddings, be a non-religious leader of those, because you know I like to talk. Yeah. I mean, the danger is that I, I did I did for a time, you know, do stand-up comedy, and if you put a mic in my hands, I will go rogue. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I I do I lo- I love the idea of doing that, but it's not a, not a good job for someone like me who is a flake because of my illness. I will just wake up and not be a, not be able to do stuff. It's really something you can't tap out on. You've got so, to be very very specific on time. You've got things. to be reliable, and yeah. I'm I'm not reliable. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking my best bet is probably a YouTuber. Yeah. Okay. But I've just got to decide what my what my special thing is that yeah. my YouTube channel is about. Well, I did briefly consider a TikTok, which was just me seeing if I could carry household items with only my breasts. <laughs> now that I think people would watch. I I do, but I I don't want to attract the wrong element. <laughs> you don't want people looking for professional cuddles. Uh, yeah, that, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, Liz, there we are. Some solid options for you to consider. De- oh, definitely. I think my future's looking bright. I think we can say that, can't we? <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll either be uh, videoing myself <laughs> stuff under my tits, or I'll be turning up at funerals to hurl myself into graves. <laughs> <laughs> so watch out, UK. Watch out, world. I'm coming. <laughs> 2022 is going to be your year. <laughs> this week... We're doing a profession-themed pitch battle. Yes, we we inspired ourselves. We did inspire ourselves. <laughs> I should do an inspirational YouTube. You should do, yes. Daily, Liz's daily inspirational Daily? It's a hell of an upload schedule. <laughs> we haven't got to like, film each day. Each we barely day. get one of these out a week. <laughs> treat, short, short video. Okay. Yeah, yeah treat yeah. like the professional cuddling. Do multiple in a day and then eke them out over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I will be accepting tips, so... <laughs> So anyway, professions. So you know, there's there's plenty of shows around there that we haven't really looked at with you know with professional people 
in the in the in the title. Why I mean, is all of this sounding dodgy? I don't know because there I've, are no no shows about prostitutes for children. No, there aren't. There really aren't, and there shouldn't be. If you know, I'm not of advocating. One, for if you know of one, don't tell us. Yeah, you probably do not French. want to know. But you know, quite a few of the things we've looked at, the main people, the main characters, don't really have. They're fairly rudderless. They don't have a job. You know, thinking like you know John from um, Rosie and Jim. He just he just swans, uh, he, he swans, has a rudder. He swans around on a boat. He has a rudder, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no direction. That's why he's got a stick on a he's canal. On a canal. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. You've gone. You've gone wild, right? You're trying to segue us into jobs, but I think it's enough to say jobs. Jobs. All right. All right. Why don't you just pitch yours? Okay. Well, pitch, I'm, pitch, my bitch. All right. Well, I'm pitching Postman Pat. Of course you are. Classic, classic animation. It is a classic. Have they redone it? Yeah, they have redone it, I think, actually. I think they might have redone it a couple of times. They've redone my one, so will we do a, a redo? Oh, maybe we'll do a redo voodoo. Do-do, yeah. <laughs> a redo voodoo. We haven't quite named that yet. No, that's, that's a work in But progress. we might watch a modern one as well as an old one. Yeah. So, so anyway, Postman Pat. Postman Pat. Yeah, and now I watched Postman Pat as a very young child. I think everyone's seen Postman Pat, though. Yeah, I think I, I remember being a big fan of Postman Pat. Postman Pat, Postman Pat. And his black and white cat. And his black and white cat. Jess. Jess the cat. Jess the cat. Um, and his van. Yeah. Early in the morning. When the day is dawning, Postman Pat is swanning around again. Yeah. I only really remember him, and I think there's an old lady with grey hair. Yeah. Is she in the village shop or something? I think she's in the village. I think he picks up the parcels from her. Yeah. And then delivers them around this very small village in his van. I mean, I do wonder sometimes if someone took a look at this... Like uh, you know, at Postman Pat, and saw something that they resented so much, they then went and privatized the post office. Went, this is not the kind of thing that people should be paying for for these lazy ass postmen to be driving a van around one tiny village. You think Postman Pat was responsible for that? I th- I'm just saying it's a theory. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I think Postman Pat seems like a hell of a harder worker than the average postman. You see. Oh, sorry if we had any posties who, who listen. <laughs> no, I mean, I, you know, I think American Postal Service there, and it's like, you know, through sleet and snow, nothing's going to stop us. Yeah. Whereas here, it's Pat trundling across that same old bridge in a van. As is, you get it if you're good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You shut up and get it when you're told. If, if you're lucky, you know, <laughs> behave yourself and I that might deign be, to deliver it. That should be their slogan, wouldn't it? Post, <laughs> Royal Mail, post, if you're lucky. <laughs> Royal Mail, are you sure you want this? Are you sure you want to watch this show? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think, you know, it was, it was nice, fairly, you know, harmless. It was nice and like... Sedate. Yeah, sedate and twee and, yeah. I like, see, I like the sedate and twee things. It surprises me that you've chosen that, mm-hmm. whereas what I've chosen is essentially the same show, but with action, drama and sex appeal. Oh, okay, hit me. Fireman Sam. Okay, immediately I think you've overestimated all three of those things. <laughs> He's like a hotter pat. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he has the little quiff of hair, doesn't he? Has he has the little quiff and of it's hair. It's very sexual. Yeah. <laughs> very sexual. A fireman. Firemen are sexy, and I think all of that comes from Fireman Sam. Oh, right, okay. All of it. All 100%. of it. 100%. <laughs> because if you've ever seen a fireman, they aren't sexy. Only Fireman Sam. <laughs> And I think his chief has a grey moustache. Oh, okay. 
Now, Sam Elliott style. <laughs> of course, Sam Elliott, sexiest man sexiest in the history man of the world. Sexiest man who ever lived. If you don't know who I mean, look him up, yes, ladies. Look him up in Roadhouse. Oh, I really want to watch that now. I mean, Roadhouse, it's, it's a misnomer to say that Roadhouse is starring Patrick Swayze. Because really, Sam Elliott is the star of that film. The second he comes on screen, the movie lights up. The energy changes. That That is the sexiest a man has ever been, is Sam Elliott in Roadhouse. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> he is. If you haven't seen this movie, it is offensive to women. <laughs> and I couldn't honestly recommend it <laughs> to anyone. But I, I read a review that said it was like um, masculine camp. <laughs> Yes. It's like as masculine because you know, and they, some some way through the film, it's like, oh, we haven't had anything happen for a while. Just start smashing everything to shit. <laughs> I oh. mean, it's, it is... but Sam Elliott in Roadhouse is the sexiest thing ever. Yeah, he. I mean, the thing is, he he's. You see it, don't you? Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, realize like, that's cool. Well, I've realized this is the thing. I think that when you're a man, there's always yeah, there's this thing of like, okay, who you you know, who's that attract? What's that attractive like look? you want to sort of gravitate towards. And it varies, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, you want to look smart, you want to look dapper, you want to look like a thing. I realise the second you see Sam Elliott and Roadhouse, you go, yep, that's it. That's peak. No man has ever looked better than that. No man ever <laughs> will look better than that. That is exact. That is it. That is the hottest look a man can achieve, right? And that but are- you can't be hotter than Sam Elliott and Roadhouse. Exactly. And that is the energy that the chief in Fireman Sam brings. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to test that hypothesis. <laughs> and I think <laughs> we will find it on questionable ground. Very questionable. Amazing. No, um, I can see, I remember bits and pieces of Fireman Sam. Uh, it was in Ponty Pandy. They've got a pole. We're remembering very different things. <laughs> I remember there being fire, though. Well, And uh... I like the fire because it's it's like that sort of made out of a quality street wrapper type fire, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I enjoy that a lot. <laughs> Bit of wisps of cotton wool. Because, oh, yeah. you know, I don't enjoy the claymation, right? And I don't know if you would call this claymation. Well, it's stop motion, I think. It's stop motion, okay. So, but I I enjoy the fire. Okay. <laughs> mm. I mean, because we've looked at a few claymation things before. And I despise them. Yeah, I mean, I would put this, in terms of, like, the, the style, closest probably to Charlie Chalk. Yeah, I don't think I was a big fan of that. You were not a big fan of Charlie Chalk. No, no. Which is still a pity, because Charlie Chalk's amazing. But um, Says you. But I think Fireman Sam, just on the danger... On the danger element. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, plus there's, there's more of them in the in, in Fireman Sam, because he's got all these fireman mates. It's fireman mates? It's not mates? just him and the chief. You know, it's, no, no, it's, there's a few there's, of them. There's a whole load of men going up and down that pole. Absolutely um, there is. Yeah. Mm. And... Uh, yeah. That's what we want to see on Scrapping our TV on the screens. And, um... So vote wisely. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we are. So those are our options then, really. We were putting to you Postman Pat or Fireman Sam. Who's better? Fight. Decide. What's what's better, Postman or Fireman? Well, that's 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 true. It's obvious. The answer <laughs> is obvious. <laughs> well, there we are. Liz, thank you for joining me. Thank you very much. Thank you, Evan, for listening. You can go on to Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Tell us what your pick is, and we'll be back soon with the winning episode. Until then, thank you and goodbye. <laughs>